a long time ago in a Galilee far, far away. Now, I was going to read the scripture, and I found that, and I'm like, I ain't reading the scripture. That's just awesome. So <laughs> and I also love that, that the passage of scripture is taken from Luke <laughs> chapter 2, <laughs> verses 1 through 12. So tonight, uh, on Christmas Eve, we reach the last of the messages in our, in our series, A Different Kind of Christmas, or, or Christmas is Not Your Birthday. And the first week, several weeks back, we talked about God using the ordinary to do the extraordinary, that he takes ordinary throughout scripture. He takes ordinary people and he does incredible things with them. Often we think, well, only special people are used by God. And it's like <laughs> what's special about them is the God part, that God uses them. But they're ordinary folks just like us and that each of us is called to be a miracle worker for him. And the next week we talked about giving up on the idea of of perfect, right? Because we have this this picture in our head of how things are supposed to be, and we're going to have the perfect Christmas, and everything's got to be perfect. And we looked at the first Christmas, and you know, the first Christmas they found a baby in a manger, which we think was really in a cave amongst uh, livestock, which was not clean and sanitary. It was messy from the beginning. It was messy, and so the idea that we have to live do everything perfectly is a false idea. We do think we need to do everything to the best of our ability, but, but doing it perfect is not God's expectation of us. He expects us to keep striving and to keep seeking and to try to, try to grow over the course of, of time. The, next, the, the week after that, we talked about God's love for us and that it's a scandalous kind of love because it, he doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care that, that the Pharisees or the Sadducees didn't like that he was hanging out with sinners. He didn't care about that. He just wanted to love those people. And, and he just he meets us in that same place. He doesn't care where we come from, doesn't care about our stuff or our status or our class or our race or our gender or any of that stuff. He doesn't care. He meets us in the place that we are and loves us in that place. He doesn't care that, that folks might not like that. And there are folks who don't. And then this morning, we talked about Jesus' wish list because it's just a little bit weird that on Christmas, the one who gets presents isn't the birthday boy, right? That the, the ones who get presents <laughs> is us, and it's not our birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. Uh, so we looked at what might be on Jesus' wish list, things like giving our time to him, to spend time with, with him, to spend time getting to know him. 
uh, to serve and to reach out to others in our, in our community, in our family, in our world, to try to make a difference, to be available for what God wants to do and to fulfill the, that which he asked us to do, which is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to be active in our communities. One of the things that um, those of you who, who are here all the time hear me talk about quite a bit is the idea that in the church, we're in the world, not of the world, right? So the church is here and the world is here. We're in the world. Um, but what we tend to do is go to the center of the church. And the next thing you know is that all of our people around us are church people and, and everybody that we interact with is Christians and we've lost the place that Jesus would have. Jesus wants us at the margins. He wants us at the place where he was, where the world and the church meet. And so that's part of our goal here, here at Arbor Point. We're imperfect people seeking the one who's perfect, but we want to be in that place. We don't want to be insular. Anybody can come here. We don't care. And that scandalous love kind of thing. Be who you are and, and come and, and hang out with us. And tonight, we're going to talk about a new hope. By the way, that was awesome during that song. I, I kind of wish I... I I could have played or played and took a picture, but I didn't figure out how to do that. I could have. You gave me the thing I, I put on my, oh, man, I could have I been up here not only as Obi-Wan Divine, but also with a hat that had a camera on it. Wouldn't that have been nice? <laughs> Here's the thing. The story of Jesus is awesome. The story of our Savior is absolutely incredible and awesome. And it's not just because God became human, although that's pretty incredible in and of itself. But God saw how we needed a new hope, that we needed hope in our life, that we needed more than, than just the mundane, and he provided it to us on that Christmas day so long ago. And he did it in, in, in a kind of a crazy way, a baby in a manger to bring hope Baby Jesus, faith is right, brings us hope and faith. <laughs> One of the things that I've always loved about the Christmas story, because I think it speaks to what God, a change that God was doing in the world. So God sent the heavenly host to the shepherds, right? The Jewish shepherds who were out in the field. And so they were notified of the birth of Jesus. And he sent some magi, the wise guys, the wise men, who were not Jewish. They followed the star, right? And, and he sent them to... Oh, it's that simple? That's awesome. <laughs> because you know what? It is, right? They followed the star and they found Jesus. Uh, so, so the, Genta, the Gentiles... Were, were represented as well. Now, in that time, the, there were two kind of peoples to the Jewish people. There were the Jews, and then there were everybody else. There was the chosen people who were Jews, and there was the not chosen, <laughs> the left out, the left behind group, that was everybody else, and, and we were called Gentiles. So God, even at the birth of Christ, is bringing together and unifying two worlds that were separate. The Jewish shepherds, the Gentile magi, at the cross, at, at, at the cradle, really, of Jesus. He's saying, okay, I know that for all of time you've been doing it this way. You guys have been over here, and you are my chosen people, but, but i got to tell you, I love these other guys, too. You know, you've been kind of setting them over here, but I love them, too. 
So they, they get to come as well. And just to represent that, I'm going to send these three. Well, I, how did it be three? I was, we have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, that's another sermon for another day. Um, these, this, these, these wise men came, and they were Gentile, and it brought those two worlds together. And, and I love that because that's who God is. He wants to reconcile and bring us together and, and unify us and help us to, to become the men and women, the young boys and girls that we are supposed to be because that's who he is, the chosen and the not chosen together, which would give us hope. That's right, hope. So we have great hope even at the birth. And I love that the Magi brought gifts as well. They were generous. They brought their resources. The resources of heaven don't just fall from the sky. They're released through God's people. We got God creates miracles through the resources that you and I hold in our hands. And, and Brad's right. If, if you're new and a guest with us, then, then hang, loose, hang on with that. I hope you keep coming back and check us out because we are called to make a difference in this world and to use our resources for the glory of God and for the kingdom. And, and so if you don't know yet that we're all about that kingdom, you need to come and check us out before you, you, you know, find some place before you give here, but give somewhere. <laughs> that would really hurt for the people that have fire. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's the, that's, that's the deal. Santa's what? Santa's, that's a, no, you know, Lynn, it's good. She and I are buds. So, so, so that's the, um, where was I, what was I talking about? <laughs> I love this. I'm, I, I need more of this. It's like, oh, I, I lost my spot. Hope! <laughs> that's right. Um, no, I was talking about the Magi. That's right. See, see God, God gives us resources and gives us spiritual gifts and gives us the, the ability to make a difference in the world. But it won't happen unless we choose to do it. That, that's why we talk the way that we do around here. Because, see, God didn't say give to Arbor Point Church. Now, I'm the pastor at Arbor Point Church. I'd love for you all to give here. However, that's not what God said. God says give to the work of the kingdom in the world. And if this is not the place, okay, give somewhere. Hear that. It, it's, and it's for us. It's, it's because it helps our heart. It, it keeps us from getting locked into the focusing on the wrong things and then we get to focus on the things of God and we want to do that like Jesus because Jesus is the key right we want to follow him always we want to be a part of God's redemptive work in the world because that brings hope to all to us but also to others cool thing about what what happened over Christmas here uh, we had an angel tree it's in the back um and on that angel tree, there were 16 kids and two parents that we got gifts for for Christmas that, that wouldn't have been able to have the kind of Christmas that they're going to have tomorrow morning. And uh, it was just an uh, amazing outpouring because I looked at some of the, uh, being the one who's in here after it all kind of shows up, I, I looked at some of the lists. Y'all bought stuff that was beyond the list, right? Y you know, they, they'd be like, I want two things. No, not the not. This is a better list. This is the list, the wish list. So, so, so what, what y'all did was you went beyond what they asked and gave more. You were generous beyond that. So I know that there are thousands of dollars worth of gifts that were given through that angel tree. And I want to tell you now some of the stories. I'm 
we sponsored some who are foster children and work with Kit. Kit works as the guardian ad litem in Hall County and does some work with, with uh, family treatment court. And I'm not going to go too far into some of the stories, but I've got to hear some of those stories of those foster kids. Um, and two in particular. One uh, is out of trafficking. Uh, was her parents, I believe it was, that, that, that sold her into trafficking at 12. And that's one of the kids that we got Christmas for. Think about that. That's one of our kids. Another kid uh, came out of a, a family that was molestation was all over the place. And um, there was a, a picture of, of him, and he almost smiled. I mean, he was within an eyelash of smiling, which for, for him, coming out of that level of abuse and, and the dysfunction in his family is incredible. And y'all did that. Y'all did that. And there are more stories. We sponsored six foster kids. We sponsored um, a family here locally that had seven kids. The mom worked two part-time jobs. And we were able to give seven kids Christmas. And then I got contacted by West Jackson Elementary School. Issa Martinez is the resource counselor. And she uh, sent me this note. I got it uh, yesterday. So there are two kids and two, two adults that we sponsored there. Dear Mike Devine and Arbor Point members, thank you so much for your support and generosity received during our holiday program. You have put big smiles and melted many hearts. For that, we are grateful. Thanks for sharing your blessings with us. Sincerely, Miss Issa. We're making a difference, guys. It matters that you love on other people. You're not going to meet probably any of them. Not going to... You know, go hang out with, with any of the kids that we sponsored in all likelihood. But you know what? They know right now that there are people who love them regardless. Coming out of such devastation, right now there are some kids that know that there's a group of folks who are going to love them no matter what. And we'll do whatever we can for them. And that's a cool thing. Think of the new hope that those young girls and boys get to experience this Christmas. It's awesome. But it doesn't stop there. We're, d we're doing something called the Christmas Challenge, which was that we're th our challenge was, since it's Jesus' birthday, we wanted to not just give gifts to ourselves. We wanted to give a match to Jesus. And out of that, we're, we're over $1,000 to that. And, and so that money will be split between Grow to be you day school is our, our day school here where, where the goal is to help children become who God created, grow to be who God created them to be. And I serve ministries and the United Methodist Children's Home. Uh, there was a love offering taken for staff and the United Methodist Children's Home, I, I serve, grow to be you, and Affleck Cancer Center are, are receiving funds from that. Do you see the heart of this place? Do you see the heart of ministry? That's what God is all about. I'm firmly convinced about that, that he wants us to be the deliverer of the new hope for this community, that he wants us to, to not stand by the si by, by on the sidelines, but to step into the gap. One of the things that, that we recognize early on at Grow to Be You, now we only have room for 15 kids, but we started to give scholarships to them anyway because we, we, we saw that, that there were some kids that wouldn't have been able to come. So... And, and they needed that love, support, and socialization, and, 
and encouragement to become who God created them to be. So we want to be financially sustainable, but we also recognize that's not the mission. The mission isn't to get rich or, or to make a bunch of money. The mission is to impact children, to help them grow to be who God created them to be. We have incredible teachers. Laurel Balastrasi is an incredible teacher. Christy Ray is an incredible teacher. Corey Rumbaugh's heart is for these kids, and she's got a passion for them, and we want to be a part of that. So, so we're looking, if we can get 10 paying kids and we get five that we can put on scholarship, we want to do that because we want to be that place. We want Issa to be able to call and say, hey, that there's a mom who needs to go to the doctor, but she has two kids. Send them. Don't worry about it. That's, that's our heart. That's what we want to be about. I'm in awe of what Jesus is doing through this little band of followers called Arbor Point Church. Lives are being transformed. Things are being changed. God changed the world with 11 people. What will he do with all of us? What will he do with all of us? If you're looking for a place and you, and you don't have one, I hope that you'll consider joining with us. We're on a mission. Um, the new year is, is going to be incredible. And I hope that you'll join us on this journey. I would be remiss, however, if I didn't make this point. Because this is an important fact about the journey that we take when we say yes to Jesus. You have to be willing. Each of us has to be willing to go a different way, to go a different path. See, the wise guys came to, to see Jesus, and they came the regular, yeah, the wise guys. <laughs> Look, they call it, uh, the, we three kings of Orient are, which means that the now we have three, and we don't even know how many. So the wise guys, the, mag the magi, aren't they magicians if they're magi? They're not, but, but anyway. <laughs> The wise men, they traveled through Bethlehem, they saw King Herod, on, they went the regular path to see Jesus. But you know what happened after they met Jesus? When they left, they went a different way. You know what happens when you meet Jesus, Tammy? You go a different way. What, what happens, Brad, when you meet Jesus? You do go a different way. Those that, when, you Im, when you're impacted by the touch of God, you can't help but, but, but go a different way. And so this journey of ours requires of us the willingness to go a different way. Belief is simple, but changing course can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge. You know, it's easy to keep going on the status quo, but sometimes we, we, that's not the right direction that we want to go. Isaac Newton, the first law of motion, he said, everything continues in a state of rest until it is compelled to change by forces impressed upon it. Jesus is a force, and when Jesus gets you, you will experience change in your heart and change in your life. Now, I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic, so when I got in recovery, there, there's a book it's called the AA book. They call it the big book, which was hilarious to me when I kept looking for a big book, you know, and it's like this little blue book. It's kind of funny. Um, I wasn't, you know... <laughs> I mean, I was new. My brain wasn't working very well yet. But anyway, they have a book called Alcoholics Anonymous, and, and in it, it says this about coming into recovery, which I believe is true for a lot of life. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very 
start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. See, when we acknowledge Jesus is Lord and make that commitment to walk in a new direction, to travel by a different road, then we're going to experience a new hope that is not found anywhere else. So if you've got that little hole in your heart, Jesus is waiting to fill it because he's all about that with the Holy Spirit. So the only real constant in life is the only constant in life. Come on, you know this. Change is absolutely, you know, the one thing you can count on is that it isn't going to be the same throughout your life. So the one constant that you can count on is change. So our choice is this. We can either step into that knowledge and live that out and make some choices and direct the change ourselves, or those changes are going to come and be directed at us. So we have the choice around that. So these are fun, right? That's when you're supposed to say yes, Mike, or they're fun. <laughs> Well, you didn't go to you, you didn't go to all that trouble. Well, wait, Kim and Harold didn't go to all that trouble. <laughs> so I have I have an ulterior motive with these, by the way. Yeah, I, you know I like to have fun, but did you know that sometimes life gets hard? That sometimes that we hit points of struggle and we're not sure what to do or where to go. And what we need is hope. Hope. And this is kind of a silly little thing, except that I hope that on one of those days when you're having a hard time, you go, hey, I remember all those balloons up in the air, and I know I'm not alone, that there is hope, that there is a God who brings hope, and I can reach out to him. So my ulterior motive is to let you take home a little bit of hope, and please take these with you. There's more. <laughs> Kit does not want me to have <laughs> I hope you'll <laughs> let him into your heart and experience the joy that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is incredible.